This is BT Rio Chapter Podcast, episode number nine. I'm your host, Stephen Hughes, and welcome to our podcast. Last one for 2019, we'll be focusing on the role of the coordinator. The BT Rio Chapter Podcast is for those who live or work in Rio or those who are karaoke at heart and focusing on areas that can contribute to teacher development and continue to help teachers strive to be better professionals in everything that they do. So this episode will be focusing on how coordinators can impact on teacher development and how they can motivate their teachers to become better at what they do. Andre Tavares, just to let you know who our guest is, is the owner of Better English School and coordinator at Escola Cresce in Petropolis. And he has been in the business for almost 15 years. His area of focus are young learners, and as a coordinator and school director, he concentrates on exploring teachers' willingness and motivation to reach students. He's also a musician and writer, and can be found on social media as Andre Tavares de Souza on Facebook, and at Andre Tavares underscore official with one F, or in this case, lowercase letters. So let's get straight to it. Welcome, Andre. It's so good to have you on our podcast. So let's get straight to it. Uh, first question we want to ask you about the role of the coordinator has to do with exactly this question, the role. What role did coordinators you worked with as a teacher play in your professional development? Hey, Stefan, how are you, man? Well, in first place, thank you so much for inviting me. Thank you so much for allowing me to be part of this. And, well, I would say that a good, responsible, dedicated coordinator can usually head our lives into you know, a magnificent and life-changing way. Uh, most times, we're only focused on, you know, grasping their knowledge, um, grasping their theoretical abilities, uh, when we should be focused on learning not only the skills, you know, but setting them as a reference. Um, I, I, I do believe that our coordinators should be our, you know, major reference. Um, there is more than theories and pure knowledge in their long and winding road, you know. Um, when a coordinator settles up a supportive environment, and fortunately, all the ones that I've worked with all did that, you know, um, they create the perfect atmosphere for educational growth. Um, they all brought confidence and trustability and they definitely assure us a safe place to do what we're meant to do, you know.
Okay, wonderful. Thank you. So let's get to the second question then. Um, what do you think best helps teachers to improve their practice? Is it lesson observation? Is it teacher certification? Is it getting teachers to actually um, go back to school and learn another language? What helps teachers to improve their practice? Well, um, this is a very, very tricky question. And, of course, but also very, very important. And I would definitely point out life, man. Um, I truly believe that life teaches us best. You know, um, peer-to-peer, straightening our links with other teachers sharing, Um, of course, uh, we can't exclude, we can't deny the need, the demands for certificates, degrees, and etc. But but I dare to say that what breast diesel does, for example, uh, makes the whole difference. Teachers trading, teachers sharing, teachers spreading their knowledge, um exposing real-life situations and, most of all, teachers inspiring others. This is definitely one of the best ways for teachers' development. Um, Amongst all, I also mention, you know, our willingness for professional growth, of course. Teachers must be motivated all the time. For keeping alive the idea that, hey, I should always try to be better than I was yesterday. Um, sometimes, actually, I would say, I dare to say, most times, uh, we are worried about keeping our students motivated. And I think this is a huge mistake. The thing is not trying our best to motivate, to, inst- um, to stimulate our students. The thing is keeping ourselves motivated. Because when we are motivated, when we are, you know, when we have like shining bright eyes, we are going to stimulate our students. And this is going to be something very, very motivational for them. So, I would definitely say, man, again, life. Fabulous. Uh, that's a good, really good that you, you talked about those points there. And as you said, it's a combination of many of those things, actually. Um, now, thinking of your experience you know, living in a city like Petropolis, which in, let's say, demographic terms, is a relatively big, relatively big uh, city, but what opportunities for development are there in regions away from the big cities like Rio or Sao Paulo, uh, you know, the, big, the metropolis? What are the opportunities in terms of development? for people who live in regions far away from the big cities? 
Whoa, this is an issue, man. Um, living away from from city centers, they limit our easiness to ground zero, man. Um, for example, taking events in consideration, we are far from having these opportunities in person. Normally, we can do it by, you know, taking webinars, for instance, online courses. But on the other hand of being great solutions, which they are, um, we lose the human aspect, you know. It is undeniable that the fact that we are not physically there ends up with a lack of emotional connection. And as learners, man, without emotional support, the entire learning process tends to be less effective. Um, personally, I always put all my efforts on taking part in as many events as I can, but sometimes teachers um, find it difficult due to distance, financial problems, working in different places, being unable to set free from their jobs. Uh, it's... It's very complicated, man. Okay, well, it's like I say sometimes, nothing beats face-to-face. -face. I mean, online is good. It does open up opportunities, but it doesn't really cut it. It doesn't do... The, the same thing first when we can actually sit and chat and um, really connect with people in, in terms of the face-to-face, -face, the eye-to-eye -eye thing. It's very different. Huh? It is really, really, it doesn't fill the gap as we would say uh, when you think of online opportunities. It's good. Yeah, it does um, meet the need, but sometimes something feels that it's still missing, right? Anyway, last question and really again to, to round up this discussion about coordination and teacher development is there any advice you wish someone had told you when you started teaching share that with us please well an advice huh well um being absolutely honest and and not trying to sound corny, um, I really wish that someone could have told me uh, uh, how this incredible journey of teaching is before. Um, I'm a very, very passionate teacher um, on every single aspect. But um, I started teaching when I was 26, 27 and looking back at the years um, there's so much man I, I could have done and and I, and I don't want it to sound as a regret okay um, I'm so proud of who I am now um, I'm so proud of all the difference I have probably done in, in, in my students lives um, I'm very proud of all my achievements But, you know, I have this feeling that uh, I could have done more, you know. On the other hand, um, I look at the future and, and I see that great things are coming. 
Um, the world of education is such a spectacular world. Um, it is always changing. It is always giving us the chance of doing something greater, um, of truly being the change um, you want to inspire, as Gandhi would say. Um, in my opinion, the world of education is truly a sight for sore eyes. So, at the end, it is never too late, man. It's never too late to, to make the difference in, in someone, someone's life, you know. Um, I guess that's it, man. Um, once again, thank you so, so much for giving me the opportunity of taking part in this podcast, in answering these questions, and I hope you all like it, okay? Thank you, thank you so much once again, Stefan. Well, thank you once again, Andre for sharing your thoughts with us and letting us know a bit about your role as a coordinator. And I'm sure lots of other coordinators like yourself, not just in the big cities, but um, in the small, small parts of, or the, let's say, um, more inner regions of Rio de Janeiro, the state of Rio, other parts of Brazil, who knows, in the world, where they, they don't feel really connected to big cities sometimes. They have the same opportunities or they see um, teacher development in that way. I think this is good that we can always hear from other people and share this. Uh, it's important to share this information, this advice that we, we can pass on. We never know who can actually learn from this advice, right? So thanks once again. And that wraps up our podcast episode number nine about the role of coordinating teacher development. Thank you once again, everybody, for listening. This is your host, Stefan Hughes. And thanks for listening to BT Rio Chapter Podcast. See you then.